Hello, everyone. My name is Jack, and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. Today is day 65. It's Sunday, the 10th of October. It's the morning when I'm recording this, which is a little bit different, as normally I'm recording in the afternoon these days, towards the end of the day when I've already got all my stuff done and I have some things that I can talk about. Uh, but funny enough, I I got a lot done since I recorded yesterday and since this morning, since I've been up. Uh, so I do have some things to talk about already. The title of today's episode is In the Flow. I'm in the flow. And I didn't even watch the last episode of Ted Lasso yet. <laughs> I realized that when you, when you get in these flow states, when you actually want to do the thing that you have to do, it's, it's very good to, let, to ride that flow state. It's, it's, really, it's a really good thing if you can ride that out. And I realized last night that I'm so close to finishing, not, not just last night, but also Friday night, that I'm so close to finishing Ted Lasso season two. And I've made a commitment to myself that after that, I'm not going to watch any more TV because this is the last month of the challenge and there's so much to get done so that I don't really have time to be watching TV shows, even, even though I do enjoy relaxing and I do like having some downtime and I use that as my downtime. I, but I, I could also just as, just as well be uh, using coding tutorials and learning more about Swift, learning more about iOS development, you know, finishing, finishing some of my Udemy courses. There's so much that I could and should be doing that will help me when it comes to actually producing valuable output, when it comes to actually producing the production code to put into my app. So that is, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, supposed, I, I'm supposed to go to this dance today uh, at Udara, the place is called, but I, I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling like I want to keep pushing on, keep um, hacking away at these tutorials and trying to get some, some little features implemented that uh, will, will feel like a huge win if I, if I can get these things working. The next thing I wanted to talk about is that I'm, I'm majorly struggling with all this and I guess I don't talk about that very often as it just sounds like I'm just, I don't know, just plodding along, you know, just keeping at it, just keeping on, keeping on. And um, <laughs> I am struggling. The, this, whole, this whole thing of just jumping in and writing code right now feels just overwhelming every single time I do it. I'm using a playground because I feel that I, I need the, the flexibility to make mistakes and I feel like I'm not ready to put my own code into my own app, which sounds ridiculous, but um, yeah, I'm not, I, I just, I'm not confident. I'm not, I'm not feeling super confident. And every time I do write code, it's, you know, it's wrong pretty much every time. And I have to like tweak it multiple different times to get the errors to go away. And then I eventually don't really understand why they went away uh, or why it's okay now in, in the way that it is. <laughs> uh, so I'm massively, I'm massively struggling. And um, I guess my, my strategy for that right now is to just, just keep on keeping on. And, and when I get in that flow state of, of, of absorbing content, like wanting to go to the YouTubes and watch tutorials and wanting to go and research things and wanting to go and get at it and fiddle around with things and 
play around with code in in Xcode playgrounds that I have to do that. Like I, it's so valuable for me to keep doing that right now because my goal right now, and this is also Jack's hack, is total immersion. That's my goal right now because when you're fully, fully immersed all the time, things click way faster. When you take long periods of time in between touching the hard stuff, touching the complicated stuff, touching the stuff that takes a while to grasp, it just makes it, it just draws out the whole learning process so much more because you're always trying to remember where you were at and you're always forgetting things. And um, I'm not using a space repetition app, but I know that some people do flashcards to remember the, the core concepts much more efficiently in a more structured way. I would love to do that. And I've watched a few YouTube tutorials of people who have set up their flashcards and they've said that this has helped immensely, that you, know, um, you can shorten the time period from being an amateur to becoming a pro uh, significantly if you have a flashcard habit or a study habit where you actively review those core concepts. I haven't implemented that because I haven't been so sure about like where is my direction and what what is the content that I need to put into a study, you know, a flashcard deck. So my strategy, rather than using flashcards, is to just have total immersion and be constantly immersed in the material, in which case you are touching the concepts at a frequent enough time period to have them move from short term into long-term memory. And um, with that comes the whole flow thing. So that's, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. But progress update for today, it's Sunday and it's been barely any time, but I already did my one line of code, <laughs> which is great. Great to get that one out like super early in the, in the day. Uh, I've watched a lot of video content, YouTube, Apple, Hacking with Swift. Paul Hudson's YouTube channel is really great and I've kind of set a goal to watch all of his material because it's just, it's just so, so good. I mean, maybe even he's the best at explaining concepts in Swift uh, and iOS development. Uh, the main implementation that I've been trying to implement into the, into handstand app is this calculating the duration of a handstand. There's two main ways that I can go about it. And in one of the one of those main ways, there's kind of like two sub ways that you can also go about it. So there's like a lot of different ways that you can think about this implementation. And doing the implementation made me realize that I, that I kind of forgot, but the pose prediction only happens once every second. And I, I still need to check that that is exactly at once every second based on the speed of the device, because sometimes the camera buffer doesn't get like a full 30 frames into the pose prediction. But I'm still, I'm pretty sure it still is happening once every second, even if the, the I, even if the device can't, doesn't have enough processing power to get like a full 30 frames per second in. Um, but anyway, it's happening once every second and I, I can only time the duration of a handstand based on what the AI is saying and then based on what the logic says about what the AI says. So, <laughs> so in, in the end, the implementation is kind of simple. Um, more simple than I thought it would be because it's going to be stored as an integer and not even as a, a floating point value. So I learned that and that's progress. That is a definite progress. I also have been learning how to implement core location, 
which is Apple's framework for handling any kind of location data from the device. And there is so much to implementing location that I just had no idea. I mean, this, this really, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. You've got location managers, you've got a delegate that has a bunch of functions stored on it. You've got permissions that you need to handle. So, <laughs> so the, the user might accidentally um, press decline when you ask for the permission to access the location. And you need to be able to handle what happens in your app in the event that the user declined or has not even, maybe hasn't even um, accepted yet. Uh, so there's all these, all, these, all these scenarios that you have to be able to handle to make sure that it's working properly. But then I also learned that the location data does not come back in an instant. It can, it can take time to come back. So you have to run, like figure out how to run this asynchronously if you're still waiting on the location to come back because depending on your accuracy, you can choose your accuracy, how accurate you want the location to be. You can choose it to be like super, super accurate to be like within one meter of your actual location, which is good for navigation apps if you're driving or something like that. Or you can choose it to be within 10 meters, which is probably more common, I guess, or like not. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's fewer use cases for being so accurate to one meter. I think I'll probably be at the 10 meter level. Uh, or 100 meters or 3,000 meters. So if you, just, if you just need a general location, like within the, the country or city or whatever, 3,000 meters is cool. And I'm not sure exactly why you would want to use 100 meters. Uh, seems a little bit random of, a, of a, an amount. But anyway, you can choose what accuracy and that affects the speed of how fast that request gets, gets served back to your app. Because if you don't need it to be super accurate, then it's all right. Like um, the app can calculate that really quickly. But if you need it to be really, really accurate, then the app needs to make a few more calculations. And I'm yet to find out how long exactly that takes. But um, yeah, I <laughs> didn't know all these little things that I'm learning. Uh, yeah, it's not as straightforward as like, you know, <laughs> set up a variable <clears throat> latitude, set up a variable longitude, and then run like a function to just like grab the latitude of the device. Not that simple. Uh, and other than that, I also realized that I need a separate class to handle handstand sessions. So I've got, I've been building out this class that handles the logic and I've been kind of, as I've been building it, realizing, oh, I need this. Oh, oh I need that. Um, and now I realize that all of those things, there's actually a lot more of those things that need to be handled as well. And some of, those, some of those things need to be in their own class, which is the session class. So when you, when you do a practice session, that will have its own class now. And it'll be working in conjunction with handstand logic. But uh, all the data about, about your handstands and about where you are, like the GPS coordinates of your session um, and you know, the duration and the, and the data array of every handstand and all, all that stuff will be stored in the session, not in the logic. The logic is there just to give, give the final version of the truth of what's going on. And so that's a design thing. And I only kind of realized it by going in and starting to code. Whereas I, I wouldn't have been able to come up with that design without having just tried to implement from the beginning. And so that's me learning a little bit about how I work as well when it comes to designing a, an implementation um, versus 
you know, just jumping in there. So designing first versus jumping in there and then, then starting and then designing from, from there. I guess that would be like a bottom-up approach rather than, rather than a top-down approach. Um, having said that, I have tried to do the top-down as well. but I Because you can realize a lot of things from the top-down approach and maybe that's generally a better place to just start from. But then the bottom-up approach makes you realize while you're implementing things like where where they live and exactly what classes you need and or, or structures or protocols and um yeah so yeah as you can see i'm like well in well in the code right now and that's good that is really good life update i am back into budgeting and tracking expenses and that feels good i realized that i can i can do a lot better in the budgeting department and a lot of my stress a lot of my life stress at the moment is centered around running out of money before I can launch this app. <laughs> um, knowing that I, I will definitely not, not be able to like monetize and get revenue from this by the end of this 90 day challenge. Uh, but hopefully by the end of the 90 day challenge, I'll have the beta, at least the beta will be up and launched and, and I'll have some users and I'll be able to get like good feedback about what to, what to build next from the beta. But yeah, budgeting and tracking expenses has made me realize that the financials, the financial thing is a major stress of mine, even though I know that my overall life expenses are not super high, I realize I can do so much better and, and that makes me feel more relaxed. Um, and so, yeah, I've started doing that again and realizing that it's going to take some stress off and, and it's going to ultimately make me more efficient and effective with my money. So that's it for today, day 65, it's a Sunday. Thanks for listening everyone and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.